0: Thank you right now, God. Lord, you see the hands lifted today, God. Lord, I don't know what we walked in this, what they walked in this building needing, but God, in you all things are possible. So Lord, I pray, Father, let this next few minutes that we're together, Lord, let the word of God, Lord, fall on good soil this morning. Lord, let us receive it, God. We surrender to your plans, your will, and your purpose. In Jesus' name, and all the church said, amen, amen, amen. Amen. All right, hey! If you have your Bible open this morning, we're gonna get uh, we're gonna jump into the Word. I want to give a special shout out to Cheryl Foster. She is one of the most talented artists. Oh, I'm bragging on you. She's one of the most talented artists that I know, and uh, she is uh, she is amazing. And she's gonna be joining me uh, while I while I preach. And uh, she's got, uh, she's got a, a picture laid on her heart this morning that she's going to be painting. And so, hey, I want to share a message. The title of it is called The Gift, Love. So if you've got your Bible open this morning, will you flip over to Matthew 2, chapter 2, verse 11? And if you don't have your Bible, we'll, uh, we'll display it behind me. In Matthew 2, verse 11... It says, and they entered the house, and they saw the child with his mother, referring to Jesus. Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasure chest and gave him gifts. Somebody shout the word gifts. They gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. It's amazing in the New Testament, Jesus um, was referred to as a gift well over forty times. I don't know about you, but I um, I actually love getting gifts at Christmas time. The only problem is I don't know about you, but um, and my mom uh, always um, always says that when I when she's here and she gets a chance to uh, hear me preach, she always learns something new. So here you go, mom. You're going to learn something new again uh, while I'm preaching this morning. Um, is that? My parents, no matter how good they thought, the key word, they thought, they did at hiding gifts, I was horrible. Why? Because I would hunt down every single gift if they left it in the house. Is anybody else in this same? Wow. Okay, thank you. I was feeling a little lonely up here. Three of y'all, the rest of y'all lying. I don't know. There is something about me going and finding every little place where they would hide stuff, and then they got smart, they quit hiding it in the house. So I couldn't find it any longer. But how many know all of us love to get gifts? Either to give them or to receive them. All of us love at this time of year to receive a gift. And so I want to give you a gift this morning out of the Word of God. It's an unusual message for Christmas time, but it is a message that God has laid on my heart because I believe it is the spirit of Christmas. It is why um, those wise men came and, and provided gifts. It is why Jesus came from heaven to earth. Will you flip your Bible over the Gospel of John, verse 13, and I'm gonna read through verse 17. John chapter 13, verses 1 through 17. It says, before the Passover celebration, Jesus knew. If you underline things in your Bible, you should really underline that. It said, Jesus knew that his hour had come. In other words, Jesus knew what was ahead, but he was still willing to sit down and have a celebration. He was willing to have dinner with his disciples. It says, Jesus knew that his hour had come to leave this world and return to his father. For you see, he had loved his disciples during his ministry on earth, and now he loved them to the very end. Let me pause there just for a second. There is so much just in that one verse to unpack. I don't have time this morning to do that, but I encourage you that it's important for us to know that everything that Jesus did up until this time, the first, uh, I think it's roughly the first 12 chapters of the Gospel of John was all about Jesus's miracle, Jesus' uh, birth. It was all about his ministry. It was all about what he had been doing and why he had been sent. And then the Gospel of John pivots. The next few chapters, including this one, captures all of just a few hours of Jesus' life. And so it's important to know everything that's in this story, everything that's in this, um, uh, the life of Jesus that he's going to be doing in just the the next verse, it's all intentional. It's all purposeful, amen? It all has meaning, and so it's important for you to catch this. And so here we go in verse 2. It was time for supper, and the devil had already prompted Judas son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything and that he had come from God and would return to God, verse 4. And so he got up from the table, he took off his robe, he wrapped a towel around his waist, and he poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet. He, he, uh, drying them with a the towel he had, a, he had around him. And when Jesus came to Simon Peter, Peter said to him, Lord... Are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you don't understand now what I am doing, but, somebody shout, but. But someday you will. You don't understand today what I'm going to do, but someday you will. No, Peter protested. You will never, never, big exclamation point, you will never, ever wash my feet. Mm-hmm. Simon Peter, and Jesus replied, Unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. Mm. Simon Peter explained, Well, then wash my hands and head as well, Lord, not just my feet. <laughs> Verse 10, Jesus replied, A person who has bathed all over does not need to wash except for the feet to be entirely clean. And you disciples are clean, but not all of you. Whew. Man, can you imagine sitting around the table with Jesus having dinner? Some of y'all are clean, but not all of y'all. For Jesus knew who would betray him. Aren't you glad that Jesus knows all? Mm. And that is what is meant when he said, not all of you are clean. Verse 12, after washing their feet, he put back on his robe again. He sat down and asked, do you understand what I was doing? You call me teacher and Lord, you're right. Because that's what I am. And since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. I've given you an example to follow. Now do as I have done to you. Verse 16. I tell you the truth, slaves are not greater than their masters, nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. Now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. That is the word of the Lord this morning, amen? Let me give you a little bit of context. Let me set the stage a little bit of what's happening in here. Jesus has returned um, from uh, from Jerusalem, Jesus' enemies are, are, are all trying to find him and, and press against him, and, and they're on the lookout for him. They're, they're there to, to celebrate the Passover. They're there to have a great meal, just the disciples. He had left, once again, all of the throngs of people and all the people that were pulling on him and tugging on him and all the miracles and all the people that want to hear from him. Now it's just his disciples. And so Jesus was, was never at a more, uh, he was never more at a popular position in 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 that in that in that in that culture, he was never more demanded to be seen and to be heard, and and so there was such expectation about Jesus and where is he at? Where is he going? Who? Where is he happening? Where is he preaching next? Where is he teaching next? What miracle is he going to be performing? And so all these things were happening while Jesus got ready to be betrayed. And so we sat there at that table, and the disciples—they are uh, uh, actually—if you read the account that's in, in the Gospel of Luke in chapter twenty-two, it, it, it records the same uh, the same situation. Instead of worrying about what Jesus was was talking about and really listening to to what was happening, instead the disciples in Luke was talking about who's the greatest? Is it you? Is it me? Who's going to be the greatest? Have you ever noticed that oftentimes it's easy for us to get our, our mind, our heart, our emotions, our conversations off of us sometimes? Why am I not the best? I, I walked with him the most. I prayed for the most people. I did the most good. And so that was the conversation that, that the disciples were having while Jesus was sitting down ready to have a meal with them in private. The very last few hours of his life, Jesus knew what was coming. Jesus gives his disciples at that moment. He could have been doing a lot of other things, but he gave his disciples at that very moment the most vivid example of why he came from heaven to earth. He gave, he gave his disciples the most, the most powerful example of what it meant to be a, Chris, a Christ follower, to follow after me. And so if you go back to, if you go back to verse four, it says, he's, it says, so he got up from the table, he took off his robe. Isn't it interesting, the significance of Jesus taking off his robe as he gets up off of the table. His robe indicated that he was coming from, the, coming from Jesus, the, the Savior, the, the Messiah, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. He was, he was taking off his robe. he was signaling that he was coming down to become a servant. He was coming down to where you and I are. That he wasn't in some high place, but he was lowering himself. And then what that verse says, it says he took off his robe, he got the the water, and then he literally... One by one, started washing the feet of his disciples. First thing I want you to write down if you're taking notes this morning, if you're talking about the gift of love, the first thing that Jesus taught us in that passage that first you have to be, love is an action. For you see, Jesus could have stayed up here. He knew what was ahead of him. He knew that the cross was right, was, was, was just a matter of a few hours away. But instead, he lowered himself because he wanted to set an example. So he, he, he starts washing the feet of the disciples. Why didn't the disciples do that? They were, they were in the room, they were sitting around the table. For you see, it was customary at that point. That that the lowest person in that household, the slave, the help, whenever the guests would come in, they were the ones that were responsible for taking off the shoes of the guests. They were the ones responsible for wiping the feet that has been caked on the dirt, the, the manure, perhaps. They were the ones that were supposed to dip their hands in the water, get the cloth, and start washing the feet of the guest. See the disciples. They were where they are. The, the, these men. They are way too busy. Jesus wasn't. Jesus acted. For you see, I believe the greatest form of love is when you and I take action. Jesus was action. Amen. Jesus was love, but Jesus demonstrated in this moment. He demonstrated the love that's on the inside of him, for these disciples, and as a result. He sits there and washes the feet of each of these men. Can you misimagine what he's thinking as he's, as he's washing their feet, getting his hands dirty from their filth, getting his hands dirty from their mud? Can you imagine what's going through Jesus' mind as he's washing the feet of, of, of John, as he's washing the feet of, of doubting Thomas, As he's washing the feet of of all these other, as he's washing the feet of Judas, my God, he bent down to wash their feet. A job, a chore, a responsibility normally held for the lowest. I thank God that we serve a God that not only sits on high, but he's willing to get down to the low. He's willing to go, he's willing to, he's willing to get on his knees before you and I. He's willing to wash our feet. He's willing to wipe away all the muck, all the dirt, all the, all the, all the stuff that you and I, we walk into. All the stuff that, that we cake on to our souls, he washes it away. For you see, love is an action not only of service and of humility, but love is an action of being unconditionally accepted. Come to me. Come to me. Come to me. For you see, Jesus Jesus was sent with purpose. Think about the story, and I don't have time this morning, but you know it well. How Jesus came from heaven to earth. He didn't come in a palace. He didn't come with, 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 um, with this grand fanfare. He didn't come with all the robes and he didn't come with all the servants. He didn't come with all the stuff he should have. How did he come to a, an unwed, to an unwed virgin girl? He came and got born in a, in a mate. he came and got born in a stable, not even, not, even a, not even a good Marriott. He got born in a stable. Why? Because he wanted a, that, that was a picture of what this same, right before he faces a cross, that was a picture of who Jesus was. He was willing to go to the low places. He was willing to go where it's dangerous. Willing where it's go, to go where maybe others wouldn't. For you see, I believe gifts come in all shapes and forms and sizes. This is an example of one. Please don't judge me for my wrapping skills. Not good. That's why I use gift bags. Can all the men say amen? Amen. Best thing ever invented is a gift bag. Amen? Amen? But gifts come in all sizes, all shapes, and all forms. Amen? And oftentimes, I know I've been guilty of it, when I look on the outside of this gift, it doesn't look like much based on the wrapping job. I thank God that God doesn't look at you on the outside, but he's more passionate about what's on the inside of you. I think that God is not, he's not detoured by what, how much I've got caked on the inside of my soul, but he has set me free, and he's allowed to wash my feet like never before. And for that, I say, thank you, Jesus. For you see, my God, the God that you serve, the God that's in this, in this story, is a God that's willing to get his hands dirty. For you see, not everybody's willing to get their hands dirty. The religious folk at that time, they weren't willing to get their hands dirty. What they were wanting to do was catch them. What they were wanting to do was trap them. What they were wanting to do was judge them. What they were wanting to do was criticize them. But I thank God that God gave us the example at that moment to humble himself, lower himself, serve others. That water, that towel, everything in that story, everything in those two verses had significance. The water, the washing, the towel, white coming off of him, white as snow, washes you and I clean. I thank God that everything that Jesus does is with purpose, is with intentionality. Everything that Jesus talks about, everything about he is, it's not just about foot washing you all. Don't miss the significance of it. It's about you and I getting our sins washed away. It's about you and I having the ability to come back to Christ. For you and I have the ability to come back to our creator and have us washed clean. Unfortunately, Peter didn't get that. Go to verse six. So the first thing, if you wanna, the gift of love is all about action. The second thing I wanna leave you with this morning, the gift of love is all about receiving. For you see in verse in verse 6, it talks about where Jesus was having this conversation with him. When Jesus came to Simon Peter and said to him, Lord, what are you, are you going to wash my feet? Well, quite frankly, Peter should have already been washing the feet of Jesus, but that didn't happen. Jesus replied, you don't understand now what I am doing, but someday you will. No, Peter protested, you will never ever wash my feet. Jesus replied, unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. For you see, the problem with Peter, he couldn't receive what Jesus was doing. He thought it was about foot washing. Jesus knew it was something much bigger. You and I oftentimes, I know I am guilty of this, um, I'm a horrible receiver. I am. Uh, You give me something, um, I oftentimes will then give it away. I'm a, I'm a bad, God's working on me, amen, but I'm a bad receiver because oftentimes what I believe the lie in my head is that I don't deserve it. Somebody else needs it more than I do, but what happens in the process is when, when I refuse to receive a gift, when I refuse to receive a compliment, when I refuse to receive something that, that God has laid on your heart or somebody's heart to give to me, then I'm robbing you of that blessing, amen, and I believe what Peter was, was well, he was having the same struggle. The problem was he just wasn't doing anything about it. If he was so concerned about Jesus washing his feet, why didn't he get up off of his derriere and why didn't he wash the feet of Jesus to begin with? Because he was too prideful. Because he had too much on the inside of him that somehow, someway he arrived at a place because he said, well, hey, Jesus, if, if you think, Wash my feet, wash my hands, wash my head, go for it. He missed the whole message, y'all. We missed the message. Because the only way that we can receive, the only way that we can truly experience the love of God is we have to learn how to receive it. And I believe today we have an epidemic of people that don't know how to receive the love of God because they don't think they're worthy of it. They don't think they deserve it. I got good news for you. None of us deserve it. None of us deserve it. But the Bible says all of us have access to it. All of us, all of us have the ability to to tap into the grace, the love, the unconditional mercy of God. But first, I have to understand it's for me. Not just for her, not just for him. It's for me as well. I want to do something. Pull out your phone real quick. I want to speak a word of faith over each and every person. Grab your phone. Hurry. Grab your phone. I want to speak a word of faith over all of y'all this morning. The person sitting next to you, you are a gift from God. I don't feel very, I don't feel like a gift. You are. I want you to snap a selfie of the person sitting right next to you. Just just put your head right in there. Come on. Get out your phone. Just snap a quick photo. right right the people, even if you don't know who they are. And then when you do that, I want you to declare something over them. Tell them, you are. All right, let me give you just a minute to do it. All right. Say, you are. Shout it. You are a gift. For you see, I don't think we talk about that enough, you guys. I don't think, we, I don't think that we, we declare. I don't think that we, we speak that over people in and around our lives nearly enough as we should. But you know what? There is something about whenever you and I say, I love you, I believe in you, I'm for you. There's something about when you say, you are a gift from God. That breaks down the walls that somebody has experienced that hurt. And allows the water of, your, of what's coming out of your mouth to help wash them clean. Words are powerful. Words have authority. They can either, they can either build up or they can tear down. And so what I want you to do with that picture sometime today, will you post that picture? And if, if you're not on social media, I don't know, then, then text it somebody. And just let them know, let that person know they are a gift. So second point is you must be able to receive. For you see, Christmas is all about receiving. What? It is. It's about giving as well. But it's also about receiving. And at the heart of Christmas is the grace of God. That can only be received. You can't earn it. You can't do enough works. You have to be able to receive it. Last point go back to verse two. The third one is the gift of love is reaching the unlovable. For you see, we are surrounded in this culture of casting people out, putting them on the sidelines. For whatever reason, their political stance, their sexual orientation, their race, their economic status, their social status, their education status. And oftentimes, what happens is that we we wear those labels. But in that passage, I just found something so powerful. In verse 2, it said, It was time for supper. And the devil had already prompted Judas, son of Simon, to betray Jesus. At that very moment, Jesus had a decision as he was getting ready to wash the feet of the very men sitting around that table. He had a, he had a decision to make. Am I actually, actually going to walk the walk and talk the talk or am I going to skip over the people I don't like? One of the hardest things we do as human beings, and that is to love people that are ugly, obstinate, <laughs> love people that have hurt us, love people that have betrayed us, love people that have lied about us, love people that have said things about us. But I think that God provided the example right then and there. He walked up to Judas, he poured the water, and he began to wash his my question to you this morning, if we're ever truly going to be like Christ, how many feet do you need a wash of people that today you won't even talk to? Whew. It's heavy on my heart, y'all. How many people will you, will you lower yourself and be like Jesus? For you see, if Jesus can forgive, if Jesus can wash the very person that turned him in, and sold him out to go hang on a cross. How much more should we be doing it? How much more should we be doing it? Judas, Peter, just keep going down the list. These are all people. These are all men. that Listen, Jesus did life with them. Jesus did miracles. Jesus, Jesus fed thousands of people. Saw demons go out. Jesus did life um, uh, uh, through the good and through the bad. And at the very end, they betrayed him. Peter denied him. Thomas doubted him. But in the end, Jesus still washed their feet. For you see, Jesus is our example of how to gift love to other people, even the unlovable. He showed us love to one another that out of his life, it overflows. Listen, the greatest way that you and I can demonstrate the Christmas story is for you and I to love people like we never have before. The greatest way for you and I to display what it means to be a gift giver is to love people like we never have before. To have the love of God. For Jesus says, they will know you by the love for one another. He wasn't, talking about, he wasn't talking about the world. He wasn't talking about the crowd. He directed that verse, he directed that towards the disciples. Jadine read it earlier. They will know you by the love you have for one another. And so verse 13 and 15, it says, You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, because that's what I am. And since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash your feet each other's feet for I have given you an example to follow now do as I have done to you think about it Isaiah prophesied this this majesty this wonderful mighty God counselor he prophesied this 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 man from heaven to earth but right before he went to die, he wasn't, he wasn't majesty. He wasn't wonderful. He wasn't counselor. He wasn't this majestic person. What was he? He was somebody on his knees serving the very people that were about to kill him. About to give him up. For you see, I believe that Jesus, the purpose of Christmas, the purpose of Christ at Christmas was what the angel told Joseph. Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. For she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. For he will save his people. He will save you from your sins. That was the purpose of Christ. That was the purpose of Jesus walking on earth taking on the form of flesh for you see jesus through this story wasn't talking about the need for their feet to be clean nor a servant who could have done it but instead he was talking about the washing away the cleansing getting to what's really on the inside of who jesus was i got a question does anybody have a birthday today Anybody's birthday today? All right, I'll make it easier. How about on Christmas Day? Who has a birthday on Christmas Day? They're, really? All right. Um, then I'm gonna I'm gonna pick somebody. Come here. Yeah, come up here. I'm gonna wash your feet. Uh, I'm kidding. He's got like size 15s. Uh, it's, it, it's gonna it'll t- it'll take a while. Come on, get up. Come on, come on. He re- stand up on stage. You, you really do have big feet, and so do I. So it's good. Okay, what size shoe you wear? Eleven. All right. Well, well, mine's thirteen. So you wash my feet. Deal. Okay. uh, Maybe not. All right. um, Tell me your name. Jeremiah. This is Jeremiah. Say hi, Jeremiah. And so, how many know that um, Jeremiah got an amazing word from Pastor Greg last week? Hey, which, by the way, thank you for your generosity. Uh, He made it home safely, and uh, he sends his love. And uh, uh, thank you for all your generosity towards towards him. And so Jeremiah got an incredible word last week, so I'm glad that you kind of got voluntold to come up here. Um, and so this story, right, if you think about this story and the significance of us giving gifts, for you see, it's not oftentimes what's on the outside and how to, how to really see what Jesus is doing on the inside. So my question to you is, um, do you want me to wash your feet or do you want the gift? Which one do you want? Oh, good answer. Whatever God wants. I like that. I like that. All right. Well, I don't know where your feet has been. Um, <laughs> so we're going to go down the, the, the route of the gift. So um, there you go. You want to open it up? Yeah, come on. Let's see, what's, uh, let's see what, uh, what we got in there. doesn't look like much, does it? It's a box. All I got for Christmas was a box. All right, good job. Is that it? Because if you just look on the outside, what does it look like, y'all? It's just a box, not a whole lot to it. A lot of times, you and I, we could be put in a box by what we have walked through the stinky on our feet. Oftentimes, we can just, we can just be this, this plain box. This can be us. And on the outside of this box, there's labels. It's actually our address. Just labels that the world or even you put on this box. But maybe there's something inside that's better than just what a box is. I'll hold that. What do you got? What's on the inside? Oh, what? A $50 bill. It's a $50 bill, hey. That's yours. Really? You're welcome. Good thing you chose that instead of the foot washing. I love you. Hey, it pays to come to church, amen? Ah, yes. I got, I got plenty more boxes. It's called John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he. For God so loved the world that he. Let's say it one more time. For God so loved the world he what? He gave. He gave his son. He gave his son. I thank God that we, we, are, supposed to, we are supposed to be the example that Jesus said. So we are supposed to give our lives. We're supposed to receive his grace, and we're supposed to reach people that are unlovable. Even those that have stabbed you in the back. Even those that have talked about you. Has anybody been around this? Has anybody been around somebody that you just talked about you? Have you have you ever been stabbed in the back lately? Well, Jesus is our example. He gave a perfect gift. Better than a $50 bill. He gave us life. Come on, worship team, come. Jesus was birthed. Jesus was birthed. Wrapped in flesh. The towel. The towel represented his humanity. So everything that you and I have walked through. Think about all the drama, all the trauma. Think about everything that you guys have walked through up until this point. Jesus came to wash the stink off of you and I. I can't wrap my natural brain around that because how many times have I failed him? How many times have I felt like I have let him down? How many times I felt like, Jesus, I'm not worthy, and I said it earlier, I'm not worthy for you to take this water, to spill your blood on a cross, to wash my sins clean. But I'm so thankful that you did it so I didn't have to do it, because what I, you, what I really do deserve is death. What he gave you and I is life. I don't know what you're struggling with this morning but heavy on my heart today is this truth that god no matter what you have walked through i'm not talking about physically maybe for some of us i'm talking about in our emotions i'm talking about in our relationships I'm talking about a divorce, an, abuse, an abused mom or dad. I'm talking about a, 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 a financial situation that almost ruins you. I'm talking about a situation that you created. Jesus, wash us clean today. Father, I don't want to, my prayer for us as a church, I don't want to walk into Christmas. I don't want to walk in with these dirty, filthy feet. But God, I want you to wash me clean for you see, that's what he told Peter. He said, Peter, you must be clean. It's not good enough just for me to accept them. But Jesus said, I've got to wash you clean day after day after day after day. I have to take this water. i got to take this water of grace and love and mercy and forgiveness. Jesus, you poured it out for me so I could accept it and wash over me. Will you stand at your feet this morning? Thank you, Jesus. Father, I feel your power in this room this morning. Lord, to wash us clean, God. Mindsets and, and old habits and cycles. Father, in addictions, God. Lord, I feel your power in this room, God, to reach into the darkest places, God. Lord, to go in the crevices in the cracks, God wash us clean pour the water over us take your towel wipe us clean come on with every head bowed every eye closed in this room this morning if you've never accepted the Lord as your Savior, if you've never said Jesus come into my life, make me Lord, make me master forgive me this is your day don't go another day we're celebrating Don Kinney's homegoing celebration of life service tomorrow at 5:30. The entire church is welcome to come and be a part of it. But one thing I do know is that women, incredible women like Don, they made a decision on a Sunday morning to say, Jesus, be Lord over my life. Take all my junk, all my stink. Take all of it, God, and Lord, I give it to you today. Wash me clean come on if I'm talking to you this morning with every head bowed, every eye closed if you say, Pastor Tim, I don't want to go another day without knowing Jesus as my Lord as my Savior will you just simply lift your hand, I want to see who you are never asked Jesus into your life before, who are you who are you Come on, lift your hand real high. Never asked Jesus in your heart before. Thank you. But you want to see him. You want to experience him. You want to have the power of Jesus cleansing your soul. Anybody else? Come on, if you've got addictions, if you've got sin in your life, all of us have it. And you want Jesus to wash you clean. I want us to do something right now, right at your seat. Will you lift your hands real high? Will you ask Jesus right now to come wash Mindsets, old habits, cycles, addictions. That old man, I believe, is being washed out of you right now in the name of Jesus. So if I'm talking to you this morning, will you lift your hand real high? Father, I pray, God, for every single person that's out of my voice this morning. God, I pray right now, Holy Spirit, come, Lord, and change hearts. Lord, come, Father God, and do the supernatural. Come and do the miraculous for father you came from heaven to earth born low but god you rose high to save us wash us clean in the name of jesus in the name of jesus hey if i'm talking to you this morning will you meet me down front real quick i want us to do two things if i'm talking to you this morning if you want prayer if you want god to do something miraculous on the inside of your life and your heart If you want the saving power of Jesus to come in your life, will you meet me right now, right down front? I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. In the name of Jesus. 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 Come on, who are you? You're all heavy on my heart. You don't want to take another day. You don't want to take another step. Come on, I... Come on, I feel y'all. Give these folks a hand. Come on as they come forward. Give these folks a hand as they come forward. Come on, come on down front. Come on down front. Meet me right here. Come on, I just want to wait just another minute. Tell me your name. This is Freddie. Tell me your name. Siobhan, come on, prayer team. Freddie and Siobhan. Anybody else? I want to wait just, just another few more seconds. I don't want to take another, I don't wanna I don't wanna go another day without knowing that Jesus your Lord over my life. Man, all heaven is rejoicing right now over Freddie and Siobhan. Woo! I feel your power in this room, Lord. Your saving knowledge, your saving power. Will you point your hands up this way, church? Will you point your hands up this way? Come on, Lord. Come on, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray, Father God, for these incredible men and women right now. Father, we pray the life saving knowledge of Jesus to come. Wash them clean. Come on, church. Let's pray together. Say, Lord Jesus. Come on, everybody. Say, Lord Jesus. I choose today to make you Lord over my life. To wash me clean from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. I receive you. I need you. Be Lord. Over my life, my habits, my struggles, my fears, and my future. I confess with my mouth. I believe in my heart that you are Lord over my life. In Jesus' name, can you shout a big, loud amen? Can you shout a big, loud amen? Hey, this is what I want to do before we leave. Will you go across the aisles? Will you grab the person's hand next to you? Or you can put it on your shoulder if you're uncomfortable with it. Come on, I want us to connect as a church. I want my wife just to come up here and join me.